You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Now, it's time for the lightning round. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. We got three minutes to do this, or three and a half minutes. One word answers. Do you always <laughs> do this? Uh, yeah. Oh, fun. All right, so let me just uh, take this down to, four. I'll take it to four. David Shields and Caleb Powell have a new book called I Think You're Totally Wrong. It's a book-length argument and a quarrel. David, what was your beef with Caleb that made you decide to talk to him for an entire book? The beef I had with Caleb is that he thinks art is the handmaiden of politics. And he finds my work woefully wanting. I wanted to prove him, and I do prove him disastrously wrong on both <laughs> counts. Caleb. Same question, huh? I always found he has uncertainty about life, but certainties about politics. And that's a grave mistake. I mean, he's very. L- solid left, never questions any of his political principles and uses these premises and he subtly puts them in, into his writing as if we all are you know, Noam Chomsky and we're not and at the same time I thought that he hasn't his life, which he has lived a generally full life but it's just a normal life a wife, a kid, a job and that's, he hasn't taken any actual risks of, I'm, I'm going to like quit my job and I'm going to go, you know, travel in Europe as a backpacker or I'm going to work with the Peace Corps or any of these adventures. So he doesn't, ha- he draws his experience, the older he gets, has become shrunken and shrunken and he has to become a literary cr- critic, which he's become quite adept. David, uh, you two of you guys talk about evil and particularly about human smoke. So I, I, this is an interesting discussion for me because I find this idea of wh- how evil exists in the world to be, um, it's easy to talk about but hard to pin down. The thing I'm interested in in evil, and it, Caleb and I debate it when we talk about Nicholson Baker's wonderful book, Human Smoke, is that that Caleb wants to view that book as being a kind of call to arms that we must stop human evil and that we must do what we can to stop genocide. And I guess I would say, why do we need to write that book? That seems rather self-evident. Whereas the way I read that book and the way I want to explore evil is to understand you know, the hugely qualified motivations of people like Churchill and Roosevelt and obviously Hitler and Stalin and everybody else. So the core of evil for me is to look into the wild wilderness of the human heart and to not always posit evil out there, over there. You know, I'm really interested in exploring what in the human heart is capable of evil and that would start with my own quite 
flawed soul? I think human smoke, I mean, the big crux of our argument was he, he thought that we are all human smoke, you know, and, and the allies and axis is we're both complicit in committing great acts of evil. Um, whereas my, my, does that mean we're out of time? That means we're out of time. We're going to try Good, this again. Good, we got to, to cut right. off Caleb. That's right. excellent. No, no, we're going <laughs> to try this again because I was kind of blowing it. So let me just try this again. I have a better idea of where I want to do this. How I want to do this. David Shields and Caleb Powell have a new book called I Think You're Totally Wrong, A Quarrel. You know, one of the things that you say early on is that maybe you're interested in ordinary life, and I'm interested in the extremities of life. Now, that's an interesting difference, but what I'd like the two of you, neither one of you, address are the extremities present in everyday so-called ordinary life, because no matter how ordinary a Joe you are, there's something really weird happening to you that is, like, beyond the pale. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's totally where I, I land. Is I'm interested, you know, as that wonderful line of Ford Maddox Ford, that to a true thinker, the death of a mouse by cancer is the entire sack of Rome by the Goss. That if you have any kind of human imagination and, and sensibility, you can see how in an ordinary day of your life, there's war and love and death and violence and beauty and, and everything else. And yes, you might want to, to write about World War I, but you can write an amazingly great book about enormous themes through exploring bottomlessly how an individual goes through their life. I mean, the greatest book I ever read is Proust's A Remembrance of Things Past. It can tell you everything you possibly need to know about human life, whereas I think Caleb has actually actually says in the book, a great writer is, is someone who writes about great subjects. I think that's really it's problematic. Paraf paraphrasing notion. Melville, but um, V.S. Nepal uh, said about, I believe, Raymond Carver, if I remember correctly, that Raymond Carver's talk about domestic situations and, you know, infidelities and people, you know, having to look over someone's house and they end up locking themselves out after they've tried on all the dresses and gone through all the thing, all, all you know, the all the drawers and now they can't get back back in. You know, these, you know, charming little domesticities that are this topic of Raymond Carver's are no less or more important than writing about war. And I, I can agree with that. I, I think, you know, the individual needs consolation through stories and through the beauties of literature. And so it's a f fair argument with both ways. I, I'm, I'm not, even though in the book I come across more as an absolutist about that, I'm not really. Well, now you also uh, state in, in the book, we read, happiness is a pretty boring subject matter. And yeah. I would disagree. I'd say... Happiness <laughs> is just a lot tougher to write about in an interesting manner. Uh, I think Fair that's, enough. That's, you know, there's that, that famous line, you know, happiness stains the page white. It's very, it's hard <laughs> to think of a great book. I mean, someone, I wonder who has ever written a good book about happiness. Perhaps a poem, you know, a James Wright poem about happiness. But goodness, I the have The Short Happy Life of Francis McComb. Yeah. <laughs> I have trouble <laughs> thinking of a book or even an essay or a story, maybe a short essay about 
brief happiness, but for whatever there, there reason, has to be conflict. that's not the province of literature. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right now I'm stumped. I am trying to brainstorm what would be a, a decent, uh, you know, an Ann Tyler book, maybe. <laughs> I'm thinking of a couple Twilight Zone episodes that do <laughs> the job for me, that manage to be enter engaging and yet leave somebody happiness, but maybe in a dark, with a dark twist right, to it. Right, right. You know, you talk about the death penalty in the book, and that's a, that's a subject that's ripe for argument and, con and ripe for argument right now. Okay. All the time. So where are we on the death penalty? Best penalties, life in prison, number one. Number two, the death penalty. Number three, anything else. Four, people that convict a certain level of crime. The Timothy McVeighs, the Ted Bundys. And I think the best way to uh, get the death penalty off the table is to make life in prison the default position on punishment. It's really expensive. And there, there's, though, there's, isn't there's, it? A, there's a person in Seattle who committed murder. His name is Arthur Longworth, and I believe Juno Diaz is defending him because Arthur Longworth has become a reformed teacher of creative writing at, at the prison, and he's been in prison for 20, 25 years, and he has conjugal visits. And all this, and Juno Diaz is trying to petition him to get him released. And what was uh, Jack Jack Abbott? Is that Norman? Jack Miller? Henry Abbott, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just don't do that. I mean, I mean, you know, you don't, I mean, you don't, and, you know, Manson getting to have a lover, you know, in, when he's 80, I mean, this is obscene. Does he? You ha is that right? Yeah. This, he just got married, I think. Uh, and has, I mean, you, has life in prison. Visits, I'm sure he does. You have life in prison, and it's, it's that. Because we want to get the death penalty off the table. I mean, I, 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 I can... But you know you're you're mocking the the penal system, and unfortunately, uh, I think you have to, you know, s s have a deterrent. You have to have justice, and you know when these people are behind bars, they're, they're not as much of a recidivist. David, so I basically agree. I mean, I think I, you know, uh, the U.S. is one of the very few Western capitalist industrialized democracies that has capital punishment it, it may be the only one and so the, the just simply sort of intellectually and philosophically and logically the, you cannot be preaching the horror of murder and have state sanctioned murder I, I, that's sort of my position and i have and trouble i, think that's a I have a very judgmental position to I have judge trouble arguing for state-sanctioned death. Murder. You know, Christopher Hitchens, uh, when his position, when he called it the, one of the most vile institutions of modern Western society, or whatever he called it, you know, it's where I disagree. I just think it's an inferior punishment, but I'm not outraged that it exists. I can understand. What do you think, Rick? Are, are you more a proponent? Well, no. Well, there are, for me, it, there's certainly the matter of the cost of keeping some of these people alive who are it's reprehensible. Crazy. I know what you on, mean. On the other hundreds hand, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, I think. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, there is a. I mean, there's a solid argument now that uh, these people can be fixed. That even deep psychopathy. Clockwork Orange. The deep psychopathy has now been shown recently to be something that's curable, which is previously considered completely incurable. Right. So you have to... Uh, 
Again, we'd, we'd have to get into clockwork orange analysis on that one because <laughs> I, I think that even even if it was, it would kind of almost be a moot point. It would just encourage more crime. I've been speaking with David Shields and Caleb Powell. Their new book is I Think You're Totally Wrong, and I think this book is a totally great book to read. Thank you for joining me, gentlemen. Thanks a lot, Thank Rick. you, Rick. Uh, we had a good time. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.